family I lived with in, in the U.S. is not the only Christians that I have been exposed to. I have been exposed to different types of, of Christians as well. Um, and those were definitely the most extremist fanatics ones. But, um, but overall, yeah, I wanted to know, so Scott, what do you think of, of families like the one that uh, I had to live with? And, uh, and what's your view on the different intensities of Christians? <laughs> yeah. Really relaxed about the religion, and others are just like, wow. Thinking about that whole story, it makes me cringe all over. But I'm also the type of guy, and I specifically said this before, that I would rebel so hard that I would be kicked out of that house. You left, which is praiseworthy. They would kick me out in week three, I think, maybe, something close to that. Because I would rebel in the hardest way. I would find a way to find my own music. I will bring that to the house. I would definitely not only watch a Disney Channel because I would hang myself from a balcony if I would only watch a Disney Channel. But oh. the same with uh, with all those kind of young kids in the house. I would totally go nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Um... Precisely because of the experiences that I had with my mother, there is one thing that I was taught and is to be to be very respectful and and not to really discuss religion. So so yeah, I was taught to be to be respectful and to be very polite. Yeah, and you know, and these people oh they they are uh, they are welcoming into their house and no matter how different they are they're not really doing anything mean to me, you know, they're not being, they're not being violent and nothing like that, you know, just a difference of opinions. And it's, it was something temporary. So mm -hmm. I didn't see, uh, and I am by default, not really raised to be, uh, like a rebel, you know, to rebel myself like that. So, um, but it's it's also not the only Christians I've been exposed to. However, I have to say that even though they were the most fanatic ones, the reason why when I somebody tells me they're Christians, I'm like, <laughs> all right, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Um, it's because I, I've met Christians from other countries as well. I've met Christians in Colombia, for example. And one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, Christians are supposed to follow what Jesus has preached, you know, like love thy neighbor and that sort of thing. And for me, from my perspective, from what I have learned about Jesus, about what he wanted people to understand and to follow is precisely love and acceptance, right? He died for us, for all of us, regardless of our supposed sins, regardless of our race, regardless of, of our sexual preference, everything. We are all just their, their kids, right? And they're, they're us. So, what bothers me is that 
a lot of the Christians that I have met, they think they are in a pedestal and that they are better than others because they are Christians. And whoever doesn't agree with what they think is right, then those people, you know, are punished or going to go to hell or whatever it is that they believe. So you notice a lot of things, you know, of uh, like, for example, I am a huge ally, LGTB ally, right? And I, it's one of the things uh, that I crush with the most for, with most religions, actually, because if you take like Catholics, Christians, Muslims, Jewish, etc., most religions are against homosexuality. And I remember having, like, knowing a lot of a lot of Christians in Colombia, Christians, not Catholics, who would just be super mean people, and they would just hide behind Christianity to act in a certain way, to be mean towards other people because they were not thinking or believing the way they were. And for me, that is crap. So that is the reason, like, I really have to say Scott is probably the only Christian that I have met in my life that I am like, oh, this guy is super nice, you know, and you can talk to him about a lot of things. And, you know, like, he's not shocked when you talk about homosexuality or things like that. He's very open. But it doesn't happen with most people that I have met, you know. Um, so, so that's, yeah, that just wanted to make that clarification. It's not only that family that I had, but I have had other experiences and it always feels like they are superior to you and, you know, they want to, they preach things that they don't actually apply or they take the Bible way too literal to apply certain beliefs or rules and and they really want to force it on people and for someone who is so open-minded and so respectful as well towards different beliefs religions and so on it really bothers me it's a great thought it's a great response um uh, there's like so many good things i could be talking through okay so i don't know what would you most want me to respond to Um, all right i want to go more into what do you think about uh fanatism and preaching something they don't actually apply preaching something they don't actually apply okay Mm -hmm. Hmm. well okay so this is one of the hard things about christianity and i'm thinking that it exists in other religions as well though i haven't done enough research to know but it's this idea of paradoxes uh two things that exist within the religion that if you emphasize one it feels like you're losing the other. And so within Christianity, you guys can still hear me, my internet. Yeah, yeah, we hear you, we see you. Uh I exist. Um, So one of the things within Christianity is is this balance between grace and truth. We get this from uh, the first chapter of John. It talks about how Jesus operated within both grace and truth. And so grace is the side of Jesus and love uh, and, and acceptance, except everything that you're talking about, um, of seeing people where they're at, not judging them for where they should be of, um, you know, grace is the definition of grace is unmerited or undeserved favor. So you, uh, you loving somebody, even when they don't deserve it, that's where we get the idea of like unconditional love. There's no conditions here. 
There's nothing you have to do to prove that God loves you or nothing you have to do to earn his love. So that's the grace side. And that is in the Bible. And it is, and it is crucial. You cannot have Christianity without that. And then there's the truth side, which is also crucial. You can't have Christianity without this side. And so different churches, uh, I think, believe in both, but they'll emphasize one over the other. And so there's a way, I think, to do this well. But the truth side is, like it or not, Christianity does have um, exclusivity in it. Uh, there's, a, there's a need for repentance. It, it's not just like anybody can get in. We're just a happy club. Um, just talk about Jesus and you're good. Uh, there, there's a real need for uh, turning. Repentance means to turn. So you're heading one direction and to turn and reorient your life under Jesus's teachings, how he lived his life, modeling your life after him. And that, and that includes everything. So that's like your sexuality, who you are as a sexual being. That now comes under the authority of Jesus. What he says goes. And who you are in your marriage Jesus's authority, what he says goes, and who you are at, at, your, at your job and how you make money and all that, all that jazz. The, the reason we submit to that, the reason we go for that is because as Christians, we believe Jesus is worth it. So he, he was willing to die for me. And so now I give my life back, basically. Um, and so Christianity does have a view on sexuality. It does have a view on... Um, integrity or just whatever it might be. And so it's, Oh, it's a weird balance. It's a hard thing to figure out how to do. Um, so some people are going to be on the truth side and they'll say, if I'm not telling people what is the right way to live according to God's standards, then I'm not being a good Christian because I need to inform them of what they're missing or what they're, what they don't know. And then on the grace side, there's, we need to love people where they're at first, build a relationship, and, um, and then maybe help them think through um, ways to change their life or whatever. But on the hyper grace side, it's like everybody gets in, God doesn't care how you live. But that's not true. God does care how we live. He cares how we treat each other. And, um, and then too much on the, on the truth side, you lose the love. You're like, do you hate me right now? Why are you so angry about who I am as a person? Hypothetically, if I was like a homosexual, <laughs> you know, if I was gay or whatever. Um, and so uh, Christianity is so hard because you, you have these two scales and you can find examples on both sides. Uh, you can find examples you really like and sides, uh, examples you really don't like on both sides. Um, but the reality is that paradox, that tension exists within the text. It's not easily defined. Both sides are able to point to bi biblical verses that say, see, therefore we're going to do this. And the other side is, well, wait, what about this verse? See, therefore we're going to do this. So for me, okay, so then with fanaticals or um, fundamentals potentially with your church, um, on the one hand, I see a lot of devotion. Like they're really with it. But then part of me also wonders if they're forcing it on their kids. And it seemed like they forced it on you. And I don't think that's healthy because when anytime something's forced, it creates a rebellious spirit. It just creates like a, I don't, who are you to tell me what to do? So 
so I'm all for all the different things that they did. I love that they read the Bible as a family. I think that's super cool. And, you know, they're going to church and they have this community. Um, but if, yeah, but if it's all forced and the kids don't have much free will in the situation, you're just setting them up for bitterness or, or rebellion or confusion in the future. So especially how they treated you, I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, this girl from like, you know, she doesn't even know English very well. And you're just like, this is the law of the land. And they didn't seek to understand, like, were you just watching an hour long special on Victoria's Secret? And you'd be like, no, it's just a commercial. Like this just <laughs> happened to be on. Um, so that's the kind like they, I don't know them and I don't want to judge them, but it sounds like they were so focused on conversion. So focused on following the rules that they missed the person for the rules. They missed, they missed you for their schedule, yeah, and, their conviction. And what you're saying is precisely, it's not just what that family was doing, but it's what a lot of Christians try to do. For sure. They just get into arguments of how they are right. And you know, their religion is the only truth and so on. So as like what you just explained is very interesting, the part between truth and grace, right? Um, however, one of the parts that bothers me is, so I guess my biggest problem is with those people that are on the truth, because those people, why are they telling others what they need to change about themselves when they haven't done the work on themselves first, hmm. right? Hmm. I can give you an example. I had, um, I still do. I have a, I have kind of a frenemy, you know. Uh, so she's Colombian. She's Christian. Uh, this, this woman is very. So okay, I'm gonna back up a little. The story uh, when I moved to to Europe, um, there was the uh, the crisis, the financial crisis in 2008, right? That was affecting so many people. And I remember her saying, um, so I was telling her like, I needed to find a new apartment. So I was living in Paris. I needed to find a new apartment because the one that I was staying was just like rented in a rush uh, in order for me to get my visa. But it was way too expensive. So it was 20 square, 23 square meter apartment for 1,050 euros a month. So it was crazy expensive. So my parents asked me to start looking for something cheaper. And when I told her that, she was like, wait, so your family is struggling with money. Um, wait do you i forgot do you believe in god or not i was like uh, well yeah in my own way and she, oh, then you're gonna be good because you know like all of us who believe in god uh, we're not really being hit by the crisis mom like, that makes no sense <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry but no god doesn't do wonders because if that was the case you wouldn't see so many christians who have uh, struggling with money or you know whatever religion that's not how it works she, she, the, the reason why I call her frenemy is because she's kind of, uh, she's a person that often makes very passive aggressive comments. And is one of those people that constantly try to put others down to feel better about herself. But she preaches a lot, you know, to follow God and she's against homosexuals and she's into this and so on. So it's, it's one of those things like, sweetie, you need to do a lot of work on yourself before you can focus on turning other people around. And that is the part that I think that 
religion should be like, or, or, you know, Christians, for example, or other religions, it should be a relationship between you and God. How do I make myself better based on what God wrote? Hmm. Whether it is, you know, in the Torah, in the Bible, and, and the Quran, whatever it is. But how do I make myself better as a person? Hmm. How do I judge the rest of the world and how do I turn them when I haven't been able to do that work on myself? Hmm. That's actually awesome. I think that's a really good word. Yeah. I, I think, I, I just think that's spot on. Um, and, and honestly, everything that you just described is biblical. Like Jesus taught that he taught about, um, don't address the speck in someone else's eye when you've got a log in your own eye, it which is such a silly, you know, uh, visual, but, but it, yet it's so important, like, uh, to come at somebody else when you haven't examined what you, what you do, how you act, how you come across. Um, and, and by the way, just to clarify, this doesn't happen just to religious people. Huh? For Not sure. People do that all the time. It's always easier to judge people, you know, that take a good, hard look at yourself and work on yourself. Mm -hmm. That is the only thing you can control is yourself. Now you see why my mom calls me little guru. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we went full circle, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, um, okay, one last thought on that. We're nearing our end, but uh, there's this theologian, and I, I forget his name, but someone had written into the newspaper, what, uh, what is the greatest problem in the world? And different people were writing in responses, you know, th and this was a while ago, so they didn't know about global warming, but someone would have said that. Um, and they're like, you know, it's this, it's industry, it's this, 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 these people, it's these people. And this, th this theo theologian, theologian, this Christian guy, uh, he, his, his response was super simple. What's the world's greatest problem? And he just said, I am. I am. And I think that's what I try to live by. It's just the acknowledgement that I have just as much ability to do evil in the world as anyone else. And that, and that potential lives in me. And so if that's not resolved, I have no right. Or if it's not looked at, examined, um, worked on, I have no right to uh, take somebody else to task. And especially when it's a, a non-believer, somebody who doesn't believe in Christianity, I can't hold them to Christian values. They don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. So I can try to pitch or, or talk to them about, why, why I believe what I believe um, and why I actually think it's beneficial, hypothetically. But yeah, I can't be like, yeah, I, I just, it just, it's almost, it's almost silly to me to think like holding somebody to something that they, that they themselves don't believe. But yeah, I think everything that you just talked about, I think that's so important. Um, and uh, yeah, and so in, in vain of that, in light of uh, putting on our guru hat, um, in our last four minutes, what is something that each one of us would like to say to our audience, to those listening, or something that you're going to be taking away from this discussion? Oh, man. Let's start that party off. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, I think the, mo the main thing that I take away from this podcast is that I should not sit my pants in front of a camera. Oh man, I really <laughs> hope people get to see that. No, uh, 
um, at one moment for the people listening, I took a pee break <laughs> very silently, but I forgot that there's a camera. So that's great. No, but a serious answer though, uh, the amount of things that Irina went through and how she still is fair, even though she's closed off, mostly closed off towards religion and Christianity, she's still one of the most open-minded people that I know. So that's very interesting to me. And that's something I take uh, with me after this. Yeah, I think for me, uh, your explanation, Scott, about, you know, like the different, the different sides, let's say the, the truth, grace and super grace, Kind of like the super grace <laughs> but uh yeah that's that explained to me a bit better of what the differences are um sadly most of them tend to be on the truth side uh, because i think it's just the easier one uh to we as humans we have that tendency of always you know judging and trying to improve others instead of ourselves so insightful to see those two differences hmm. Hmm. cool the uh the super grace ones you also probably haven't encountered because there's no need for them to share their faith everyone's yeah. everyone's got it so they're the more closeted or it's just something personal True. um for me i've really enjoyed this Irina, it's really fun to have you on here. Joey and I have been talking about how we wanted a fiery, we wanted a spicy episode. <laughs> you brought the spice. Um, would love to continue this conversation, keep going. Um, but your experience, kind of like what Joey said, your experience I think is really valuable for Christians to hear. I think it's really important for us to know how we're coming across. I started off with, I'm a, you know, I believe, I'm a believer in Christianity who's trying to figure out how we got such a bad PR you know, public relations, like rap. And, and I think we dived into it a little bit. So I'm hoping Christians who are listening to this, like, take note, like we need to know, even if it's our good intentions, it's not always communicating what we're wanting it to communicate. And so I think for me, that's, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a, my takeaway is to examine that for myself. How do I, how do I come across? Awesome. Sounds good, man. Sounds like a good place to start. Start with yourself. Yeah. Well, all right, all you people out there, this has been Between Two Worlds, <laughs> here with our good guest, Irina. Hope we get to hear from her again, podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>